What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Throw the Podcast, brought to you by the guys over at ThrowTheX.com. I'm Ben Conrad, along with my co-host. He is the constable of craft beer. He's got a blood type of IPA positive, and he is live from I-75. Jay Gunner, what's up, Jay? Ben, how the hell are you? Um, that that intro was weak, man. Uh, we, you know, we got we got a real special episode today. I want you to redo it, but I want you to redo it like my favorite advocate. I, I want to be known as the reigning, defending, undefeated champion of predictions, Jay Gunter. Go ahead. I want you to do that for me. You know what? Not only am I not going to do that, we've got to get something clear and out of the way here before we start our predictions for this week. Now, last week, all our picks were the exact same, or I I should say last pay-per-view, which is Hell in a Cell. All our match predictions were the same going into the main event, which saw Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman in a no contest when Brock Lesnar came out. Now, you seem to think you, you won that. We're picking winners, winner, actual winners. We're not talking who walks out champion, who does this, whose who's advocate does this, who kicks down a cell door. We're talking winners of a match. Now, we've got to set strict guidelines going forward, am I right? You, you know what? I've, you're petty, and that's fine. That's fine. You, you set your guidelines. We'll do this. I'll beat you again, and then I, I want to make a little bet. Okay? Whoever wins has to be referred to in the other person's best Paul Heyman voice as the reigning defending champion of predictions. Deal? I think I can okay. do that. I think I can Fantastic. do that. Thank you for taking you know, you kinda you startled me coming out hot like that. I was in a I was in a great mood coming into this episode. You know why I was in a, in such a great mood? Because next week Yes, next week, a week from today as in the next episode after this one, we will have Thomas Fenton with us live to discuss all the backstage news you could possibly ask for coming out of Super Showdown on Saturday. Now, most of you probably know Thomas Fenton from Wrestling News World, and I'm honored to announce that he will indeed be with us. He will be the third leg, if you will, in next week's episode, along with me and Jay. Any questions you have for Tommy can be submitted directly to him on Twitter at Thomas Fenton WNW. That's at Thomas Fenton WNW or right here at TTX Wrestling. Jay, how awesome is this? It's Thomas Fenton. It's the I know this is absolutely huge news. I mean, uh, you know, I talked to Thomas earlier and uh, he was thinking about coming on the episode today, but you know, we we didn't want to run long. We just wanted to do the predictions, get those out of the way. Um, and, and we should let the people know, we, we make it a point during our predictions. We, we don't talk to anybody before this. So uh, we don't have any outside input. And uh, we want to make our picks pure. We want to make our picks organic. Yes, organic is the right word. And uh, I'm just so grateful. Tommy is, is always there to throw out a pipeline. So be sure to tune in next week to hear his thoughts. But before we get to all that, we've got a fantastic episode ahead of us tonight with WWE Super Showdown this Saturday from Melbourne, Australia, which means a very early morning for everybody from the West Coast to the East Coast uh, here in the United States. Uh, It starts at 2 a.m. here in Phoenix, so you can expect some late night, early morning, uh, half whiskey, half coffee infused 
thoughts on my Twitter account. That's for sure. And, and that's, if you're if you're up, yeah, that's that's five o'clock in the morning here in Detroit. So I don't know if I'm just gonna you know power drink through it or you know try to get a little sleep, start early. I'm you know I'm not 100 sure what I'm gonna do yet. Jay, I'll give you the reins to the Twitter account this week. How's that's, that? You're in Michigan. That's I'll give you. A, Scary. I'll give you a, a whiskey sour and a couple Ambien. You can do your best Roseanne Bar impression on our Twitter account. How's that sound? You know what? Deal. <laughs> Deal. That's okay. Hey, f- <laughs> for all these for all these first time listeners out there here on Throw the Podcast, we offer our opinions on current events in the pro wrestling industry. Um, in this week's uh, tapings that we think are the most important, most interesting, most entertaining. Now, this is only episode three. But at this rate, Jay, I think it's safe to assume that we've got a solid start uh, on becoming the absolute best in mediocre pro wrestling journalism. What do you think? I, I think you're absolutely right. And you, you know, you got to throw in there. We've been doing this forever. Um, both of us came from different publications. Uh, we've been writing a while doing the backstage stuff. Um, if you're familiar with ThrowTheX.com, we did a soft launch where we were just kind of doing articles and, and we were doing opinions, getting back to being fans again, you know, not just backstage, you know, backstage news people. And, uh, you know, we, we did a little soft launch with the writing, decided that it is much better if we can actually talk to everybody. And and that's what we're doing now. Yes. And before we get started, I want to ask you, uh, before I forget, what kind of beer are you drinking, Jay? Why do you automatically assume that I'm drinking a beer right now? Jay, are you drinking a beer Absolutely, but that's not the point. I mean, I I feel like I'm kind of pigeonholed into, you know, this stereotype of a man that drinks while he podcasts. I just don't think that's fair. Well, episode one, you were drinking a beer from Ohio, a donut-infused beer from Ohio. And I'm going to ask you at least once an episode from now on, it's going to take at least 10 episodes for you to make that up. It's, and you know what? Tell me it's something good this it week. Is, okay, today I'm bringing you something that's from uh, Odd Side Ales, Southern Michigan. It is called Double Dank Juice. And uh, it is delicious, and it is highly alcoholic, so it's going to be a good time. Wow, that sounds dank that just sounds dank you know what i've always thought that word dank was just a disgusting weird word you know those words you just don't you just don't like that just that's dank is just one of them for me i didn't like saying it yeah and you know what's a word that i don't like and check out this transition cruiserweight wow you're gonna you're gonna transition into the first cruiserweight match we've got a We've got a solid card ahead of us with 10 matches, and you're going to start the Cruiserweight match? You know what? Let's get it out of the way, okay? Um, All right. Cruiserweight's almost a bad word in the WWE, okay? Give me me Cedric Alexander. There, I got it out of the way. I appreciate that. I mean, if you actually watch the Cruiserweights, the the actual wrestling's fantastic. They just don't get any, you know, they don't get any air. And I appreciate you taking Cedric Alexander. He's the champion. He's going up against Buddy Murphy. Um, and this is proof positive that you do absolutely no background before you make these picks, because if you would have, you would have realized that Buddy Murphy hails from the great country of Australia. He's going to get that hometown win, baby. Titles changing hands. It's going to be Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy for the win. Thank God that we got that done in under five minutes. Can, uh, can we just press on? Let's press. Okay, on. that's a uh, new day. Yeah, versus the bar. Start with some SmackDown. There's a lot of SmackDown on this card. I noticed. I'm just I'm going over the card now, and out of the ten matches, it looks like seven. Like seven of them are SmackDown. Yeah, there's there's a lot of SmackDown. Cool. Whatever. I, SmackDown's been 
honestly better than Raw the last month. Um, storyline wise, other than the shield and dogs of war stuff going on. Anyway, before I start rambling, the new day versus the bar. Um, I don't have a lot to talk about either for this match, to be honest with you. Um, I like the new day. Um, I like the bar. I want to see a little bit more freshness, I think, in the tag team division on SmackDown. Um, I was leaning towards the bar winning this match, but I'm going to assume the WWE will use this match to kind of play to the Australian crowd. And that means go with the new day, um, give the, you know, give the crowd something to cheer about. And the new day never disappoints with that. Um, and here's a little, here's a little something to look out for. Look out for Mr. Buttersworth. Bootiesworth, sir. Okay. Now I don't know if you guys watch, I don't know if you watch Smackdown. It was, was Bootiesworth. Mr. Bootiesworth. Mr. You're, you're thinking of the syrup. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the syrup and I just was thinking about pancakes and you can't have pancakes without syrup. and. Mr. Bootiesworth. Look out for Mr. Bootiesworth. It's always the quiet ones you have to look out and for. Do, do you know who Mr. Bootiesworth is? It's it's Mick Foley's son. Is it really Mick Foley's it's son? Mick, Mick Foley's son, uh, Dewey, I think is his name. And and you know what? It didn't click because I've, I've watched it on, uh, it was uh, the Foley show on WWE Network, which you can get right now for $9.95 or $9.99. Oh, come on. But yeah, that's that's who plays it. I guess he actually has a role backstage. Um, he's not a producer, um, but he helps out backstage, and they talked him into doing it. That was actually Mick Foley's son, is Mr. Bootiesworth. Well, that's that's awesome. I just I think I think he's getting ready to to flip Mr. Bootiesworth. He he's like he's like the quiet kid in class that you just got to be scared of. You know, that just that introvert, like the like the Danny McGrath who graduated from Nib High School in 1979, just crossing names off his to-kill list with lipstick, you know? Just ready to just pop off. And uh, they pushed him a little far this week on SmackDown with the uh, with the pancake banner. You're right, and that is exactly why he will interfere and give New Day the win. Give me New Day also. Okay. I will give you New Day, and I will give you... Let's see who we got next. Naomi and Asuka. Versus the Iconics. Remember these women? They've been off TV for a little while. So disappointing. It is. Me, myself, I'm going to use the better part of this match to mix myself a whiskey sour. And if it's still on when I get back to my couch, so be it. But honestly, I forgot there were women on SmackDown whose names weren't Becky and Charlotte. Um, Which, no offense to them, that's just how good the Becky and Charlotte stuff has been. All kidding aside, Asuka and Naomi are both really talented. Um, I think it's good to see him back and involved in a storyline, but it's a shame that it's got to go down this way because they're going to lose to the hometown girls of the Iconics, who are also from Australia. Jay, now that's the reason I picked Cedric Alexander in my first prediction. Um, You called me stupid, but there's a method to my madness. You can't have both sets of Australians go over on the same card. Come on now. Everybody knows that. And, and look, I, I called you stupid for many reasons. That just happened to be one of them. Oscar um, is such a sad story. I mean, you talk about coming out of NXT hot, and this is what drives me nuts about Triple H pretty much running NXT and Vince still running the main brands, is she comes out smoking hot, undefeated, uh, doesn't even lose her championship. She just kind of gives it up. She comes in, she goes into a extremely high profile match at WrestleMania with Charlotte, which she should have won, by the way, but she loses it and then immediately starts losing to Carmella 
it's and then she's off a of TV forever. It's 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 horrible. And she's going to lose again. You're right. The the Iconics are going to win. Uh, they're from Australia. They're going to give the hometown crowd another pop. They figure that, you know, most of us in the U.S. are still going to be sleeping at this time. Not going to see it. And um, you know what? We're probably not. This is this is probably one I'm going to go to the bathroom for. Um, yeah. Give me the Iconics for the win. And, you know, just get it done. OK, let's shift over a little bit to uh, another tag team match. Um, this one, men, this one from Raw, talking about Bobby Lashley and the returning John Cena. Perhaps you've heard of him in his six. Yes, I said it. His six moves of doom versus Kevin Owens and Elias. What do you got, Jay? And why? You know what? It should have been. I, I'm with Twitter. It should have been called the doomiest. Uh, I think they really missed the boat on that one. But OK, so. What are they calling it? The the fist, the lighting fist, or something even like that? No, I and honestly don't really care. Um, yeah. So you have this is pretty much like the ultimate babyface team. Even though Lashley should be a heel, okay, whatever. So it's the ultimate babyface team going up against Owens, who quit for a solid three hours, came back, um, and then then Elias, who, if you think about it, when's the last time Elias has really won? I mean, I, I don't even remember. He's entertaining as hell. Love seeing him on TV. He's great. Oh, did you hear the heat that he got on SmackDown? From making a Spurs, or I'm sorry, a uh, Supersonics joke of all jokes. Can you, but, can you, but the way that he kept, and you know what, Kevin Owens kept his own too, and he kept the crowd going, but man, Elias worked that crowd like I haven't seen somebody do since The Rock. I mean, he was just, he would not let the crowd quiet down. I, the guy was fantastic. It, it damn near ended Please the continue. segment. Sorry. It damn near ended the segment. They're getting so much heat for that. But okay, look, you're you're not gonna have two guys that are technically mid card guys in Kevin Owens and um You're not going to have two guys that are basically mid-card guys in Kevin Owens and Elias go over the super ultimate babyface bunch. Give me Cena and Lashley. Yep. You know, I like to see... I like Elias and KO a lot. I'm, I'm glad to see him on the card. Um, I'd like to see... Elias in a feud that actually matters. Um, hell, I'd like to see Owens in a feud that actually matters. But you're right. Unfortunately for both of them, they will not win a match in front of 80,000 people in Australia when the person standing across from them, his name is John Cena. It just won't happen. Um, by the way, I'm going to get a little off subject like I normally like to do. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, Jay, but I think I preferred. Bobby Lashley doing his own work on the microphone now that he's got a manager in Leo Rush. Let me, and this, this is a very important question, you know, to your frame of mind. Ben, are you drinking? I am indeed drinking, but that, <laughs> yes, I'm drinking. Okay. Well, let, me just, let me just tell you for a second. Leo Rush has a voice that makes me miss Vicky Guerrero. Okay? You remember Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me? I would rather listen to Vicky Guerrero in Roseanne Barr karaoke an entire Aerosmith album 
before I listen to another segment from Leo Rush. And uh, Ben with his Damn it, Leo. Ben with his second Roseanne Bar reference of the day, you must be drinking something with whiskey in it. Um, you're you're right. Rush is not good, but dude, Lashley's horrible. Um, honestly, I just normally when them two come out, I just kind of fast forward and see if there's going to be a match. And so, so right. I'm with you, but you know, Lashley Cena's going to win. And I, and I hate to get picky. I, I normally don't like to bash on, on anybody except for big Cass. He's, he's a different story. Um, but I had to say it. Damn it, Leo. Come on, man. My pick is Lashley and Cena. Moving on. Who we got next, Jay? Some more SmackDown? Yeah, of course it's SmackDown. We got we got a ton more happening on SmackDown. This one I'm actually really excited kind of, about. What kind of SmackDown you want to give uh, me? It's going to be the Women's Championship. Um, probably okay. top two, top three matches I'm actually looking forward to on this. You got the champion, Becky Lynch, going up against... Charlotte Flair, um, Becky, of course, with the monster heel turn. Um, you know, we talked about it on past podcasts. She is just red hot right now. I think they gave her the title. Yeah, I think they gave her the title a little too early. I think they should have made her chase it a little bit more. Um, I think they should have mm-hmm. did the double turn. I mean, the way the crowd reactions were going, I think it would have been perfect. So, but here we are. Uh, Becky is, of course, the champion. You know, there's there, there's been a lot of back and forth stuff. Uh, Becky beating the crap out of Charlotte backstage, you know, and then getting her picture taken for her her championship, you, you know, uh, vignettes or whatever. Uh, Charlotte coming out and destroying her in the ring. After that, they're called they're called Vic, they're called vignettes. Vignettes. Vi- they're not vignettes. This isn't. We're not in New Orleans eating powdered donuts. They're vignettes with a with a G. The G's not silent. We're in okay, America, but we man. were not too long ago. So whatever. So the former best friends going at it. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to get a decent amount of time on this one. I mean, granted, they're going to kind of have to compress everything uh, as far as matches go because there's a lot of matches. But I think this one they're going to let go on a little bit. Um, and I, I, yeah, you're right. And I think we're going to be happy Sorry, with it. Continue. I, I think it's going to be a really good match. Um, it's too early to flop the title again in my opinion unless they really do plan on going the double turn route which they already missed the boat with that um i don't think they should do it now now you just got to kind of you know roll with what you got so give me becky to retain um of course the next uh pay-per-view is going to be evolution so give me becky to roll into evolution with the title you know they'll figure something out for charlotte yeah, Becky won't lose here. Um, this feud has been fantastic. You're right. And it's getting a lot of time on TV um, on Tuesday nights, which is great. Um, it's still super early in, in Becky's title run. Um, and it's it's not time to take the belt off her. In fact, she's just she's just beginning. She's more of a baby face than even she can handle. And Charlotte Flair is a bona fide heel, whether she likes it or not. Um I think the double turn could still happen. Uh, maybe as early as this Saturday, we'll find out. But you're right. Going into Evolution, my winner, Becky Lynch. Becky, Becky, Becky. Love me some Becky Lynch. The Irish last kicker. 
Ben Conrad 316 says Becky's going to kick some glass this week. What's next, Jay? All right, you want to you, you switch gears, go over to Raw a little bit? Okay, um, we'll get this one out of the way too. You got a, uh, you got the big six woman tag team match, if you will. You got Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins versus the Riot Scott Squad, uh, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Um, you know what, Ben? I'm gonna let you go first. I I kind of took most of your thunder with the Becky thing, so uh, so go ahead. Okay, here it is. One second. Okay. I'm going to use this match to make myself another whiskey sour. Okay. Ronda Rousey, I'm annoyed. Ronda Rousey has been below average in the ring and in her promos. Um, Brie Bella has been a complete spot destroyer since her return and even before her return. I mean, a complete disaster in the ring. And I'm just really not looking forward to this one, Jay. Um not to mention, this is a huge pay-per-view for WWE and going into Evolution. Ronda Rousey's in this match, so do I even need to give my prediction on this one? If I've if I've got to go on record to make my pick legitimate, as far as your and I bet is concerned, Ronda Rousey, loud and clear, Rowdy Ronda Lousy, Rousey. Sorry. And, <laughs> nice. Um, here's the only thing. Okay, so. Um, Everybody's been saying, us included, that they're trying to push a uh, uh, Ronda Rousey versus a versus Nikki Bella. Okay, that's the matchup that they're looking for, and so you could argue that maybe this will be the start of it. You know, maybe uh, one of them will accidentally hit the other one, and that's going to start the feud, or you know, maybe Nikki, you know, kind of turns her back and knocks out Rousey and. You know, that starts it. I, I think it's going to go a different way. I think you're right. Uh, Rhonda and the Bella Twins are going to win it. But I still think that you're going to start seeing that heat. You're still going to start seeing them to um, start to dislike each other, start setting up that future match. But you're right. They're not going to have Rouse, uh, Ronda Rousey lose. There's absolutely no way, especially to the Riot Squad. It's just not going to happen. Not a chance. Now I need to get... My blood's boiling. I need to get my head back into this one. Give me something. Give me some. You know what I need right now? I need some Miz. I need some Miz in my life. Love me some Miz. Let's talk about Daniel Bryan and the Miz. Number one contenders match. You know, we're, we've been talking the last couple weeks about having to elevate these two. You know, they're seemingly stuck in a in a upper mid card feud. Which I don't have a problem with. Not everybody can be in the main event. And as a matter of fact, I really love this feud. Uh, it's real. It's got that real life intrigue um, that it that it originally stemmed from with with Daniel Bryan as the the protege and Miz as the trainer. Um, now I I like me some Daniel Bryan, Jay. I really do. I enjoy me some Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I love me some Miz. Now, I've been saying this since day one. WWE's got to keep putting the Miz over. And oddly enough, that's exactly what they're doing. Which is weird, huh? They usually do the opposite of what I say. Pretty much always, yeah. Um, so my question is for you, why stop now? 
you were you were against this from the beginning. You've been calling Daniel Bryan since week one. Why stop now? Putting the Miz over is more helpful to the Miz than it is hurtful to Daniel Bryan at this point, especially with his contract in question. Um, I'm going to ask Thomas Fenton next week a little more on the uh, status of Daniel Bryan and his contract with WWE. Um, But right now, I think you put Daniel Bryan back in the underdog role, let him thrive. Let him use that momentum. Let him use it. That's what he's good at. Let him use that to get back to where he was a few years ago. So all in all, for this match, give me some give me some dirty, filthy heel tactics. Give me the Miz for win number three against the Dragon. Three and oh. Mike the Look, Daniel Daniel Bryan's been an absolute train wreck since he came back from injury. And and I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Um, I blame the WWE. So Here's my thing about Daniel Bryan, okay? Uh, a few years ago when Daniel Bryan was really hot, he was hot for a reason, okay? He, he was a fan-made superstar. Um, he was fired from the WWE twice, okay? The WWE hated him since day one. He was small. He was an independent guy, okay? Um, when he came on the scene, he was a great wrestler. Didn't have that much personality. Hell, he used the word wrestler in his promo which was a big no-no back then. Okay, but 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 the fans absolutely pushed him down WWE's throat, which was awesome. Okay, then he got hurt and he had to retire. Okay, then he then he comes back. And but there's there's something different about this the WWE at this time, okay? He is not the only independent great wrestler you know was never supposed to be in the wwe to begin with now you have you have samoa joe doing the same thing you have finn baylor doing the same thing you have the great aj styles doing the exact same thing daniel bryan hasn't won a feud since big cass your all-time favorite wrestler big cass that is the only person that daniel bryan has really beat since he's been back and who knows how that feud would have even ended if Big Cass didn't open up his big damn mouth and get fired. Okay. Say Big Cass one more time, and I will just hop across this table. Big Cass, you're you're in Phoenix. I'm in Detroit. There's nothing you can do to me. But anyways, Daniel Bryan lost to The Miz twice already. It, there, there was no point to it. There was no rhyme or reason to it. If you knew you were going to have this match, you should have had Daniel Bryan win the second one. You should have called this a rubber match and added in the number one contender stipulation and had them go at it for the third time. The more I think about it, the more I think that the reason they didn't have him win those first two was to set up a future storyline. They don't want to end this with number three. They want to end this with four or five or six or 12 or however long they run it for. Because of that, I think Daniel Bryan's going to win. Not only is Daniel Bryan going to win, but he's going to go on. He's going to face the champion. Miz is going to interfere. Miz is going to cost him the championship. And they're going to roll all the way to, to Survivor Series, maybe even longer with this. 
And it's because of that I'm picking Daniel Bryan, but I, I absolutely hate this. I mean, this could have been something great, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And instead, they, they're treating Daniel Bryan like he's, you know, Kurt Hawkins. It's horrible. But and, God, well, aren't, aren't you the ultimate pessimist Well, today? you know what? I'm going to get a ton of hate mail, and I really don't care because I still love Daniel Bryan, but they're booking him horrible. Dude, he lost to Shelton Benjamin. And, and I get it. It's because, you know, the Miz interfered and whatever. And, you know, they wanted to keep the storyline going. But the Miz could have interfered. You could have had him beat Shelton freaking Benjamin, okay? It's it's stupid. It's it's asinine. I don't get it. But Daniel Bryan will win this one. He'll go to the championship. Everybody will love it because Daniel Bryan is finally back in the, the big spotlight like everybody wants. And the Miz will ruin that. And then they'll continue this feud on towards Survivor Series. Okay. Now, you, you've got some pretty understandable points. But you and I just talked the other day. And you had another great point, which was Daniel Bryan wins this match in Australia on Saturday, then what does the Miz say? Well, okay, you won. How, how are you the number one contender when I won the first two? I'm two, I'm 66.6 repeating percent against you right now. I'm two, I'm two and one. Why are you the number one contender? Which I, you know, I thought was a, a great point that you brought up. And I didn't, I didn't think about that until you you brought it up to me but that's that's another reason why I say you can't you can't put Daniel Bryan over in this one you keep the, you keep the momentum rolling for the Miz and the heel tactics and that's it right. and I'm and, and, and I'm moving on I just realized something we have already disagreed on two matches which is already double the amount of matches that we disagreed on on our last predicts. It's uh well I really want to hear your Paul Heyman impression. That's what I'm looking forward to. So you got Daniel Bryan as the number one contender coming out of Super Showdown. I've got the Miz as the number one contender. Whichever one that may be, we we'll know in a couple days. But they're going to go on to face one man. It's either going to be AJ Styles or Samoa Joe. And they're both in a match on Saturday against each other. And it is a no disqualification match. Um, This has been, for me, the best feud on TV right now. I mean, it really has. The realness is something we haven't seen on TV in years. And there is not two wrestlers I'd rather have in the middle of it than AJ Styles in Samoa Joe. You know, uh, Joe is is absolutely incredible in the ring. And as for AJ Styles, I've said it before, and it's never been more true. He is the best wrestler in the world, par none. I don't care how many six or seven, six or seven star matches that Meltzer wants to give Omega and Okada. AJ Styles has been in the ring with far inferior talent. And every time he makes a below average talent at best look like an absolute stud. That is just what AJ Styles does. Now, we've seen the last couple matches between these two end in a no contest, even though, um, you know, I, I like to see that. It's rare that I like to see a no contest, but I want to keep this feud going as long as possible. Now it's screwing up my TTX predictions record. How dare you WWE mess with my predictions record? 
but it's been the right call every time. So I don't blame him. Now we've got him in a no DQ match, which we kind of figured was leading to this. Um, Personally, I would have opted for a four-hour Ironman match myself, um, but beggars can't be choosers. We've got the match we wanted. I want to say, and I've been leaning towards Joe, I want to say Joe gets the win here, but a part of me thinks it might be Styles that retains. Uh, He's on a hell of a run with the championship right now. I think Joe deserves the belt. Um, I think it's his time. I think he's been... More than solid. I think he's been fantastic the last month and a half, two months. Um, But here's what I'm going to do. I've decided, Jay, I'm going to let you make your prediction. And I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to take the other guy. I don't care who it is. You take who you you take who you think. And I'm going to take the other guy. Because honestly, right now I could flip a coin and heads or tails. It, it wouldn't bother me either way. Love both these guys. Love the feud. Love where it's going. Love where it came from. Don't care who wins. Give me your pick. I'm taking the opposite. You are right in everything that you said. I mean, there's there's not a whole much left to add to that. Uh, the story has been great. The wrestling has been great. Um, the finishes of all the matches that they've had up until now have led to this moment. Okay, you, you had the, the screw finish at uh, Hell in a Cell where... AJ just beat the crap out of him with a chair. Okay, you had Joe visiting his house. You had AJ saying, hey, I'm not leaving my house until Joe's already in Australia. And it was fantastic. And it's because of that. Um, It's because that he took it that far. I don't think that the WWE is going to have Joe win after threatening threatening a man's family. Um, And it is nothing to do with... uh, you know, the PG rating, it's nothing to do with, with anything like that. I just think if you look at where the story's going right now, if you have Joe win, you have a man that went to another man's house threatening his family as your champion. And that is literally the only thing I have to go off of when I say that AJ Styles is going to win this one, because you're right. It's a coin toss. I mean, either one of these guys can win and they're going to be a fantastic champion. AJ Styles has the greatest hair in wrestling today. And whatever idiot was on Twitter the other day that's tried to start a hashtag cut the hair for AJ, number one needs to unfollow at TTX Wrestling because you are not welcome here, sir. And number two has to put the bottle down because there's something wrong with you. That man has amazing hair. Give me AJ Styles for the win. But it could go either way. Who knows? Okay, then give me Samoa Joe, and I will say uh, night night to AJ Styles. Daddy's home, but don't worry, you do have fantastic hair. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Shield, the newly reunited Shield versus the Dogs of War, the Dogs of Destruction. That's what I call them. Apparently, Jay, the announcers have been calling them the Dogs of War. I thought it was just something that Braun Strowman said a few weeks ago on Raw. And it just kind of. But you're telling me the announcers have been incorporating that? Oh, yeah. It it did start with Braun Strowman just saying it. But they it it was obviously scripted and they just kind of rolled with it after that. Okay, I don't pay. I don't pay a whole lot. And it's nothing against the announce team. I just. I watch the wrestling and stuff like that. I, I don't pay much attention to them. Um, 
other than Corey Graves, he's hard. He's hard to tune out. The guy is fantastic. Um, so the dogs of war. It's not destruction. I make up my own stuff, and I just call people what I want. But okay, we'll go with the dogs of war. It's a pretty badass name. Dogs of war. You want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Did you go first for the last I, one? I, I'll go well, first. I don't technically, care. you went first for the last one, and then you uh, you kind of beat out on me and said, "Oh, I'm just going to take whoever whoever is opposite of you." But um, okay, so I'll let you go first on this one because then I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant if you don't. I mind. figured you would. You've been drinking whiskey for a little bit now. Um, Okay, so you got the new newly reunited Shield. Um, what they've been doing is they've been teasing Dean Ambrose, kind of flipping sides. You know, the breakup of the Shield already. Um, they weren't going to do it this early. Look, they're still push, pushing merchandise. They're still selling tickets. Um, it was still a little early for that, and I think that they did that to kind of play into this match. You know, everyone's going to be wondering, oh, is Dean Ambrose going to turn? Is he is he going to going to finally do it and stab his buddies in the back? And everyone that's saying that, I think you're an idiot. Look, number one, I don't even think it's going to be Dean Ambrose that does it when it happens. Number two, I think that the only reason they were dragging that on that long is to kind of throw people off of what is obviously going to happen. Okay. Um, the dogs of war were just kind of thrown together. They were just kind of... The dogs of war. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of thrown together. It was just something to, you know, help out Strowman, which before this even happened, the original... Uh, backstage news, I don't know, three, four months ago, leading up to this, was going to be the Wyatt, the Wyatt family reuniting for this match. Okay, for, um, from what I know, the only reason they didn't do it, which I think is stupid as hell, is because the other Wyatts weren't on Raw, and they wanted to keep it a Raw match instead of doing, you know, kind of a combined deal, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I think this would have been a great match, you know, newly reformed Wyatt family versus... In, in hindsight, it turned out to be the right move. Well, unknowingly, it turned out to be the right move with Rowan's injury. I mean, obviously, you know, butterfly effect. There's no telling if Roman or if Rowan would be injured right now had they gone that route. Well, but you didn't need Rowan. I mean, you still had the other three, and there's a three-on-three match. You know, you, I mean, you still had the other two, so they could have rolled with it. And... If you think back to a couple of years ago, when the original Shield was running around, one of the biggest reactions that they got, and I don't know if you remember this, and honestly, I don't even remember when it happened. I don't know if it was on a pay-per-view or, you know, random Raw or whatever, but the Shield was on kind of one side of the outside of the ring, and the Wyatt family was kind of on the other outside of the ring, and they both kind of, yeah, they both kind of hopped up on the sides of the ring together, and the crowd went absolutely apeshit for it. I did. I was marking out at home. And this, this is back when we had our old job and our, you know, our job wasn't to be a fan. Our job was just to make sure that everything that we heard the week prior was correct coming in. And there I was screaming like, oh, my God, this is awesome. You know, I'm a 35 year old man. I should be doing that crap. But it was great. And they could have easily continued that in here. But instead, they wanted to go raw and raw, which whatever. Um Gimme Shield for the win. The dogs of war. Uh, they don't need to be together. The dogs of war. Yeah, they don't need to be together. I, I don't really see a point to it. Shield for the win. Okay, you got the shield. And unfortunately, uh, 
y'all are going to have to listen to my Michigan accent a little bit longer because uh, I have a lot to say on the subject. I'll try to be quick, but it's going to be thorough, I promise. Now, it's funny how the IWC, we've all been talking about the eventual Shield breakup basically since the day they reunited, right? I mean, that's all kind of what we were looking forward to because we're all a bunch of sick individuals, even though we all love the Shield. Now, now WWE has spent the last two Monday Night Raws teasing the Dean Ambrose heel turn. Um, literally, all of Raw the last two weeks was, is Dean Ambrose going to turn? Is he blah, blah. Let me just sit here and tell you. Let me reassure you people. Let me put your, your nerves at rest. Dean Ambrose will not be the member of the Shield that turns this time. And I will tell you why. Because let's go back. Let's go back a few. Let's go back six years. 2012, WrestleMania 28. We had John Cena versus The Rock. Now, why is this relevant? Because that was the highest grossing WrestleMania ever. Why is this relevant again, you ask? Because that was a holy shit moment. Am I allowed to say that on the air, Jay? Uh, According to iTunes, no, but uh, we'll see what we can do. Okay, that was a holy crap moment by anyone's standards. You don't you don't have the highest grossing WrestleMania after a year long build and not call it a holy crap moment. Fast forward two years, 2014, we had Brock Lesnar, perhaps the biggest holy crap moment that we've seen thus far in in decades. Brock Lesnar defeats The Undertaker, um, ending his 21 and 0 WrestleMania winning streak. Um, Just absolutely Insane shocker made headlines on the new made headlines on every mainstream network you can think of. Let's stay in 2014. Sting debuts. Holy crap moment. Let's stay in 2014 in the summer. Plan B was put into place. You remember plan B? I do. Plan B was Seth Rollins as the member of the shield and the infamous chair shots. Now, back then, everybody expected it to be Dean Ambrose. Even I did. It just seemed kind of logical. Dean Ambrose's personality from his from his the, his demeanor to his facial expressions, he just seemed like the oddball. And they they threw a swerve at us and it was Seth Rollins, which was awesome. I mean, it was a holy crap moment. That was plan B. Fast forward a little bit. 2016. Yeah. Goldberg's return. Wasn't exactly a holy crap moment. Um, he was being advertised, you know, for the Hall of Fame and all that. But to a lot of people that grew up in my era, you know, I'm 30 years old. That was a holy crap moment. Goldberg was the man. Now, long story short, my point is we are past due. It's 2018 now, people, in case you didn't know. And we're going on 2019 in a few months. We're due for another holy crap moment. Vince McMahon knows that. I think everybody in in creative knows that, especially in a time. Don't forget, Raw is now competing with Monday Night Football. I mean, they're direct competition um, on Monday nights, Um, which is which is huge. It's something to to think about. WWE needs fresh storylines. They need a holy crap moment. Now, will another member of the Shield flip? Will it be Roman Reigns? After all the work they've put in, making him a Super Cena, will it be Seth Rollins again? Could they possibly enact Plan B twice? 
Would they call? Would, would you call that Plan Double B or Plan C? I'd, I'd go with Double B. Double B sounds nice. Okay, we're going bra sizes now. So, do you go Seth Rollins again, or or do you go with this one? Do you go with Plan D? And by Plan D, I mean Plan Dolph, the weak link, as they've been basically referring to him as the Dogs of War. Does Dolph Ziggler finally get fed up and say, I'm not the weak link. I'm the man. I'm the show off. And does does Dolph Ziggler make the face turn? No, I'm not saying anybody's going to turn this Saturday. Um, But if someone does, I just want to reiterate, it will not be Dean Ambrose. The WWE is going to do whatever they can do to make you think it's going to be Dean Ambrose and then pull the ultimate swerve because they have to rant over. I'm sorry. Give me the dogs of war for the win. Keep the momentum going. Sorry, shield. And can I piggyback back off that for a second? Cause, cause you made a lot of really good points there. Uh, number one, I, I want to point out that, um, WWE doesn't even know what they're going to do yet. So this isn't backstage news. This isn't, hey, we already heard this ahead of time. They don't even know what they're going to do. Okay, so we're not telling you anything that we already know. Um, But, dude, if they turned Roman, like you talked about uh, them being in direct competition with the NFL. If they turned Roman... That Raw, after they turned Roman, would probably be their highest ratings in the past five, maybe even ten years. That would be insane. I mean, sure, turning Roman. I mean, that's that's almost as big as is uh, Hogan joining the NWO, is it not? Hogan. I can only think of two others besides that. Okay, you got you got Hogan going Hollywood. You have, I would think, Shawn Michaels. Uh, super kicking Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. And the only other one I could think of, and that's only because I'm a little bit older than you are, would be uh, Sergeant Slaughter when he became the Iraqi sympathizer. I mean, that man was getting like death threats for that. I, I know, but other than that, could you think of a bigger heel turn in the modern era that has ever happened? I don't think in the modern era, honestly, I would say Seth Rollins. <laughs> I would say plan B in 2014. That, that's all I can think. Of. I don't even think that like would Roman Reigns would obviously be a, a much bigger, bigger moment than yeah, that. Yeah, That would be something fantastic. And look, I am 90 to 95 percent sure that they're not going to do it. Like you were saying, I mean, are they going to turn their super Cena into a bad guy right away? No, no, they're not. But if they did, holy crap, would that be huge for them as far as ratings and everything else go? All due respect, I apologize, iTunes. Now that would be a holy shit moment times 10. I, I swear to God, Ben, Did if you get us banned from iTunes for a second time. I only did it once. Yeah, I know, but still. I get three strikes, don't could, I? Could, could we go on to the match that I'm probably, I'm, I'm really scared about, please? We can. Um and is it the match that I'm thinking of? If if you're as worried as I am, it's got to be the Undertaker versus Triple H. Oh, that's the last match on the card, so it sure is. <sighs> Look, why are you so worried about this match? What's 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 worrying you? That 
Undertaker can't wrestle like he used to. Well, the Undertaker is going on 57 years old, don't forget. And and how many years of that was in the ring? How, how many hip replacements has he had? Yeah, I'd say close to 57. You're taking a match that was a classic, okay? You are talking about all of them, okay? Uh, you had, I think, three altogether. Uh, 17, WrestleMania, there was, it was WrestleMania 17, and then like 27, 28, something like that. Okay. Um, re- regardless, they all could have been put into the classic you know, they, they were all fantastic. Uh, you had Triple H in his prime. You had Undertaker, maybe not in his prime, but still way up there. I mean, maybe at the top of the hill, starting, you know, starting to slide down. And they were great. And here we are all these years later doing it again. And it's not going to be nearly what we we remember. I mean, maybe the kids don't know any better. You know, maybe they're just excited to see The Undertaker um, get back in the ring. They're excited to see Triple H wrestle. I'm not. Okay. If they would have left it as it was, um, I still vividly remember Undertaker wrestling Triple H, Undertaker winning. Uh, Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. Them all walking out standing at the top of the ramp, turn around, doing their curtain call. And it was an amazing moment. It was the end of an era. Uh, they, as they build it like that, they build it the end of an era. And it was, it was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Undertaker, the three remaining men, you know, pretty much from the Attitude Era, all sitting there taking their bow, you know, looking at the crowd, the crowd going wild for them. And then they're like, oh, uh, hey, we have this big thing in Australia. We, we need to we need to do something special. Let's bring this back. It's, it's horrible. Now, I'm not saying the match is going to be horrible, which it's probably not going to be good. And I mean, you talked about this earlier. Um, they're setting up, you know, uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, and not happy about it. How bad did Shawn Michaels look bald? Did you see? Um, you know, <laughs> I did see it. It's different. I wouldn't call it bad. I, Shawn, I mean, he's still he looks in shape. I mean, Shawn Michaels is is what 53, 50, 52, 53 years old. He doesn't look bad. I mean, the guy looks like he can still go. I'm not talking about um, that, but with the hair. Oh my god. The, well, yeah. I mean, it's not like an old man, you know, bald. You know, it's it's not a not a. But it, yeah, I mean, it's different. It, you're used to the Shawn Michaels long locks of love. I mean, he never had the phenomenal AJ Styles hair. Oh, that but you're right. That it's, man it's has different. great hair. Yes, he does. But look, Shawn Michaels bald. Okay, forget about the hair for a second. Shawn Michaels did it the right way. He went out on top. His last match was great. His matches before that were great. He retired saying, hey, I can no longer do it at this level. I'm going to give you one last match. All I have, I'm going to make you stand up. I'm going to make you cheer because this is going to be some great wrestling. This is going to be some great storyline. I'm sorry, storytelling. And then I'm going to go out on top. And he stayed away. And you don't see that from wrestlers ever. Ever. Yes. And you, you don't. 
You don't see that from in any sport nowadays. Think about it. When you're when you're on top, Michael Jordan came back. You know, all these all these athletes who are who are on top, who are the best in their respective sport. They can't get enough because the they know that they're the best and they just think that they can still do it three years, five years, 10 years down the road. Some of them don't disappoint. Some of them are okay and, and fun to watch. And will he be? Maybe. Is he going to be the, the heartbreak kid of the early to mid 2000s? No. He knows that. I know that. You know that. But it's 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 the it's it's Shawn Michaels, Jay. Don't you just want to see him in a ring one more time? And you know what? And there's only one comparison that I have for this, and it's a football guy. Now, Ben, you were originally from Detroit, right? Okay, and you're a huge Lions fan, right? And I have been in more bars with you than I have for with any of my other friends. So I know a lot about you. Okay, and I happen to know that your all time favorite player is Barry Sanders, right? Okay, so the only other athlete I can think of that went out on top that went out on top of his game is Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders retired from the Lions when he was still just at the peak. Okay. Um, and, and really quick, if Barry Sanders would have kept playing, he would have destroyed Emmett Smith. So all of you people from Texas at TTX wrestling, give me your arguments. You're all wrong. But so Ben, huge Barry Sanders fan. You're, you're probably one of the biggest Barry Sanders fans I've ever met. The lions call Barry Sanders and Barry Sanders says, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to come back for one more. Do you want to see it? Um, that, that question is not rhetorical. Or you're asking well, I'm me. I'm literally asking I, you, would you like to see Barry Sanders today? Okay. In 2018, come back for one more game. I really would. And, and I would, I would watch Barry Sanders come out on Fourth down, Lions down by two points and attempt a 57-yard field goal if it meant seeing Barry Sanders on the field one more time. Okay, but so I'm not seeing where you're going with this. Uh, what, what I'm going with is, is you're wrong because your entire childhood, okay, was watching Barry Sanders. Okay, Jay. Jay, listen, you can't just win an argument by saying you're wrong. Let me finish. It's like the fourth time you've done that this podcast. Let me, let me finish. If you're going to argue, or I mean, at least debate, let's be civil, then come at me with some facts instead of your little analogies and your little stories instead of just saying you're wrong, Ben, you're wrong. If you'd let me finish. So Barry Sanders, the reason that he's your favorite player is because you grew up with him. You grew up watching him. He was the absolute best, way better than Emmett Smith at what he did. Okay. You watched him. He became a legend in your mind. He became a legend in your household. Every week, it was, what is Barry going to do today? Okay. As a Detroit fan myself, there wasn't a whole lot to watch. Okay. Especially since him. There sure as hell isn't anything to watch now. But you could always watch a Lions game to see what Barry was going to do. 
The exact same thing holds true with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite wrestler, bar none. Nobody even comes close. And the reason he is because every match that you watched of Shawn Michaels, it was, what is he going to do? How is he going to make this match great? If Barry Sanders came back for one more game, he would be nowhere near the Barry Sanders that you remember, the Barry Sanders that you loved, that, that was your hero, that was that legend in your own mind. He would just be a guy. Do you really want to see just a guy? Because way back in the day, he did, he did all this amazing stuff, or would you rather just, just hang on to those memories that you had of him? Hang on to all those great, you know, stories and, and all those great moments you had watching him play. I'm, I'm the same thing way with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, I want to remember that last match with The Undertaker. I want to remember when he retired Ric Flair. Okay, I want to remember all that stuff previous to that. I don't want to see him come back. And even if he's still 75% of what he was, I don't want to see 75% Shawn Michaels. I want to remember 100% Shawn Michaels. That's my point. And that's also why you're stupid. And you do have a good point. You know, uh, with your logic, you want to be able to tell your kid when he's old enough to, to get into wrestling, hey, there was this guy named Shawn Michaels. He used to do this. It was the best. He did this one time. He retired this guy. He was in this match. And tell those stories about the legend that he was and, and is and always will be. And, and and keep those for yourself. Keep those in your era, basically. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. That, that is exactly my point. So if you had a kid, would you want your kid to see that one game of Barry Sanders now? And you have to explain to him like, OK, look, he doesn't look that great now. But way back in the day, he was fantastic. Or do you just want to be able to be like, look, Barry Sanders was the greatest ever. He did everything. That, that's that's where okay. I'm at with Shawn Michaels. OK, you you make you make good points. I'm not in any way, shape, or form conceding, but you make great points. Let me also add, I don't want to go on for too much longer. We're coming up on an hour now, um, which I don't normally like to go over that. Wrestling fans have short attention spans. Um, I still think Barry Sanders could come out and kick a 57-yard field goal, don't you? He's Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders could probably come out and rush for 212 yards against, you know, anybody right now. one foot, hopping on his left foot, I think. Yeah, absolutely. He's Barry Sanders. Anyways, but it's already been established, not not out loud, um, not official, but I rewatched Monday Night Raw. I usually watch it twice. I sometimes in the second run, I, I catch things that I miss on the first one. Um, like I just said, I have a short attention span. I'm a wrestling fan. Whatever. Leave me alone. Um, Shawn Michaels promo. He says something along the lines of. It's going to be uh, Triple H and The Undertaker for the last time in a one on one match. Now, when he said that. I, I, I had my, my jaw fell down to the floor and I said, HPK cats out of the bag, man. Pandora just hopped out of his box and he doesn't hop back in. It will be the last time ever. And, and he was right. One-on-one. Why else would he feel the need to add that <laughs> in there? 
unless they already had plans to do it, which upsets me. I don't want to see this match. I don't want to see this tag team match. Mayor Kane doesn't belong in this match. I just, I don't know. Is it wrong of me? Am I selfish for wanting to see him? And if it was going to happen, is it selfish of me for wanting to see him and Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles? Holy crap. And he just, you know, is that wrong of me? Somebody who could have, I don't want to say carried. That'd be disrespectful Disrespectful to, to Sean. So I don't want to say carried him, but kind of helped him along. He's 53. You know, would it be nostalgic? Yes. Am I going to watch the match? Yes. Am I going to remember it? Of course. But, you know, I just, I don't know. You got a winner there, Ben? Oh, I'm sorry. Was was I? Are we, we still picking winners? Yeah, this, I was caught up in the, the moment. The nostalgia was just you were rolling, getting to me. I almost cried there for a second. <laughs> Anyways, my winner is indeed the Undertaker because it's going to set up, unfortunately, the tag team match where Sean and Hunter will go on to win that match. Um, I think that's it. Okay, well, is that all the matches? Yeah, do you want me to make my pick or? Oh, okay. I'm going to take this one step further. And I did not break the rules because I actually heard this a week and a half ago. Okay. And I'm I'm not going to say who, but he definitely has a huge presence in the wrestling news community. Okay. There are already rumblings that this, of course, is setting up the tag match. There are already rumblings that this may indeed set up a certain WrestleMania 35 match. Okay. Give me the taker to win. But I don't think that this is the last time that you see Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in a WWE ring. Okay. Now, this this anonymous source that you have... Am I? Can I? Can I maybe guess who it may be? Is he anywhere close to being on our podcast? Uh, you know, he may be. I think people should tune in next week. And uh, keep in mind that this is these are really early, early plans for it. But uh, from what I hear, the that's what the long term goal is: is they want to get these two in the ring one more time and let me tell you I mean regardless of what they look like it'd sell tickets I, I gotta give them credit for that okay well there you have it folks we're way over time um, those are our predictions for Super Showdown get that coffee ready for Saturday morning folks tune in to find out whether we're geniuses over here at Throw the Axe or just too drunk to know better Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at TTX Wrestling. And remember, Thomas Fenton himself will be on our show next week. It's going to be huge, people. There is nothing small about this guy's presence, let me tell you. So, like I said, thanks again. Tune in next week. Jay, thank you. It's been real. And we will talk after Saturday. Now, play me some damn music to send me off. 